Thanks for joining me on this first ever episode of our Pages podcast show. Pages is a magazine for marketers that want to learn more about SEO. And you can subscribe to Pages at pagesseomagazine.com. That's pagesseomagazine.com. This is a quarterly publication sent to your home or business, and it covers all sorts of information for those in-house SEOs just trying to gain some ground in their organization and those that are new to SEO trying to wrap their minds around this industry. Every episode, we're going to have an interview with an SEO. Uh, We're going to learn about their background, how they came to SEO, uh, what makes them tick and excited about this industry that they're working in. And then we're going to learn uh, some information that they've written about and talked about uh, so we can grow and educate ourselves uh, about the subjects of SEO. We're going to have some fun segments where we banter about the industry. Uh, We're going to have some stuff to help you grow as an SEO and learn more about the things that SEOs do. So all sorts of things that we're going to cover here. uh, And uh, I'm just... Again, so glad that you've joined us. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. So new episodes are going to be published twice a month, every month. And we're on all the places you're going to listen to podcasts. So if we're not somewhere you think we should be, just send me an email or hit me up on Twitter and we're going to make it happen. You can find me at JoeOliver78 on Twitter. That's JoeOliver78. In today's episode, we have Charles Taylor. He is the SEO manager at Verizon Consumer Markets, Uh, and I'm really excited to talk to Charles. Uh, We're going to talk about SEO assumptions. We're going to talk about SEO testing. We're going to talk about working SEO in an in-house role in your organization. Uh, And this interview was so good, we needed to uh, break it up into two parts. And so we're going to release part two of this interview in two weeks. Um, So really excited to have Charles on. That being said, let's jump right in with Charles Taylor, the SEO manager at Verizon Consumer Markets. Charles, how are you doing today? I am doing very well, thank you, and, and thanks a lot for having me on. Oh yeah, man, it's it's a pleasure. I'm uh, really excited to talk to you, Charles. Um, you know, doing interviews, there's a lot of times you talk to people and you you start at ground zero. You have to dig up some information online and 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 kind of uh, figure out what you're going to say and how you're going to go about it. With you, I feel like I'm just talking to a friend. I feel like I'm talking to someone I've known for a while. I have known you for um, uh, about six years now. We've worked indirectly and directly with each other, um, and uh, so for me, it's just an absolute pleasure uh, to. Be be sitting down with you and chatting a little bit about SEO, a little about life, a little about maybe some Star Wars stuff and uh, and just see where the conversation goes. So so again, thank you very much for taking the time. Not a problem. You'd never have to twist my arm to get me to talk about SEO <laughs> or Star Wars. <laughs> right. You know, in this uh, conversation, there's a couple things I want to hit. Um, and um, I really am fascinated not only with our industry as you are in the, in the, in all the, the elements that go into our industry. Um, but I, you know, I tend to get uh, really interested in the people behind it. Like, um, because SEO is not like this, um, legacy industry. Like this is a new industry. When you think in, in terms of like general marketing or like graphic design or like, um, you know, a, a writer, like, uh, those are things that you can say on the street and people immediately identify with what that thing is. Like if I say I'm a graphic designer, like they understand at least conceptually what that thing is. But if I say I'm an SEO on the street, like you, you just get the wide eyed, you get the blank stare. And, uh, and 
so it, you know, in this, it's always just fascinating to say, like, how did you get into this, this, this thing called SEO? Like, where'd you get your start? And so I guess my first question for you is just, just that right there. Like Charles, like where did this journey begin for you? You know, that that's, I'm glad you asked the question. I, interestingly enough, I find that it, I find that fascinating as well. Whenever I interview, um, so I've been interviewing, I've been having SEOs working under me for over 10 years now. And that is one of the questions I always ask. And I always ask the same question, why SEO? And then I'm just quiet. I kind of let, I, I'm, cause I'm always curious, like for me, at least like what, okay. So when I was in college, um, you know, I graduated college, it was, it was the early nineties or mid nineties, I guess. Um, SEO wasn't even a thing really. Um, no. it, you know, you, there was barely an internet at the time. Um, yeah, only so, like Google was 95, right? So we didn't even say Googling and yeah, until like I'll, 2000. I'll be honest, I didn't even know what Google was until late 90s. And I couldn't even tell you exactly mm-hmm. when I started using Google. I was, I, I'm sure Yahoo was all I used for a while. I, I actually wasn't even a quote unquote computer guy until until well into my life. It's I, I didn't. Again, I'm I'm from a generation where we just missed computers, so I didn't have computers in the in the school right, rooms or right. anything like that. It wasn't until about high school I started putting computers in, and it was an Apple IIe, and the teachers didn't know what yeah. to do about it. Um, so, yeah. but yeah, how I got into SEO, and and I found that most people answer that question. They kind of they kind of fall into it. It's, it's not a career direction you can take because you can't go mm-hmm. to school and learn SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nope. always asking folks that are that are interviewing for me. It's like, hey, did you ever hear about SEO in college? And typically they'll say, oh, we had an e-commerce an e-commerce course or some kind of uh, mm-hmm. in some kind of computer course, and we talked about it for half a day. Um, mm-hmm. And my first thought was, how do you talk about SEO for just half a day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so what I had done is I, I have a uh, I have an interesting career path into SEO. I uh, I think like most SEOs, I have a very entrepreneurial streak in me, and that's how I found SEO. I had my own. I was uh, doing a lot of selling on eBay. I I had, I had jobs in tech. Oh. So one of the things I'm thinking about in, in, in my commute into work, to and from work, I'm like okay, how do I sell better? And I'm always listening to they weren't even I don't even think they weren't podcasts at the time. They were just MP3s. I guess that people were uploading mm-hmm. on their websites. Um, I'd burn them onto a CD and listen to them in my car and um, heard b- folks talking about building websites and, and getting people off of these other selling platforms like eBay and getting them onto your website. So I built a website and, and, um, and uh, so I guess this is around 01 into 02 a little bit. And, and I had some people coming and then someone read or read or heard, Oh, you should put this thing called Google analytics on your website. So I did. Mm-hmm. Um, not knowing anything about it. And I saw a line that said organic and all my traffic was coming from this thing called organic, uh, organic uh, Google was the line in Google analytics. And, and I'm like, huh, that's, I wonder what that is. So I started researching that and yeah. I'm like, wow, you can get free traffic. And I, that kind of, you know, uh, I liked that because I was, you know, bootstrapping my business. And I said, well, let me learn more yeah. about free traffic. And, and yeah. then it just, I just fell in love with this thing called SEO. I just found so yeah, I, I am the I, I'm, I'm the SEO manager for Verizon consumer markets and Verizon business markets. Um, specifically, I'm in what we call the wireline division, which is the FiOS product, which is their which is their fiber optic internet uh, internet television phone solution for businesses and consumers. Have you always been an in-house SEO, or have you ever worked for an agency doing SEO? Yeah, I guess technically I. I was always uh, in-house. My, my first SEO job, so this is going back to 06, I think it is. Um, I worked for a company called LexisNexis, and they did um, uh, specifically the Martin Hubble, Hubble, Martindale 
Hubble division. Yeah. Uh, they did the yeah. uh, lawyer directories. Somebody in that company. Yeah, they have lawyers.com, exactly. attorneys.com. Exactly. Yep, that's LexisNexis. Yep. Yeah, they Absolutely. decided to start. They were actually having problems selling their books in the early 2000s. And uh, mm. lawyers were starting to say, why do I need to buy these big expensive books? I can just go online. And and so they said, well, maybe we should start building websites for lawyers. And and that kind of exploded. And then they realized themselves, we need to sell advertising. And, and that's mm. I was one of the first people on the team there. Um, so while it was kind of in-house, we were, we were, it was in-house slash agency because I ended up having, uh, at the peak there around 15 to 16 people for me and each of them had clients. Um, so we weren't, so the, the SEO that we were providing wasn't for Martindale Hubble or LexisNexis, it was for their clients. Yeah. So it was kind of like yeah. an agency position, I guess. Okay. Um, so okay. I was there for a few years, but then ever since then I, I wanted to go in-house, um, because I, I wanted to be able to just kind of drill down on one site and just kind of see it through from beginning to end. And yeah. um, I, I'd so like, here, like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. There, there seems to be this, um, this is an observation I've made. So I, I've been to uh, quite a few conferences throughout the year, um, travel in and get to talk to people at these conferences. And um, when I talk to in-house SEOs, I'm always fascinated at their story. So here's an observation um, I'm going to make, and I'm just curious your your two cents on it. Maybe you don't have an opinion on it. I, I don't know. But um, when I talk to SEOs that, that work in-house in companies, there seems to be this real struggle. Um, I was at a conference in Chicago, oh gosh, two years ago. And they did this session where you um, you can sit at a table with SEO experts, and and so you know people it could eat their lunch at a table, and they could have you know conversations about SEO. And so I'm sitting at this table, and there are just um, probably seven or eight uh, in-house SEOs sitting around me um, from various companies. And um, as I was sitting to expecting to have a conversation about SEO, um, the conversation was dominated um, really about how much they just hated their job. Now, I know not all SEO in-house SEOs are this way, but it, it, that was the first time I really heard this perspective that in-house SEOs have a, have a very difficult time uh, getting anything done. Um, the red tape that they have to go through, the lack of budget that they get to do their job. A lot of in-house SEOs come from a traditional marketing background. And because the company make, wants to make a new emphasis on the website, they task the SEO work to this person that doesn't really understand it or have a background in it. Um, and so they're asked to do all this stuff. So the pressure's there. If the website, you know, tanks because of, you know, a website redesign and the traffic tanks and all of a sudden they're in trouble for something they weren't involved in. And, and if they had been involved, they could have prevented it. Um, and so I saw this, this conversation. I thought it was, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, I love my job, you know, type of a thing. Like I don't resonate with this at all. And then come to find out as I, as I begin to listen and observe different um, situations, I found that, wow, there's a lot of turnover in with the in-house SEOs. There's a lot of people leaving and going to different companies and a lot of movement. And I just mm -hmm. wonder as an in-house SEO, um, have you observed that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Cause I, I think that's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. So I, so you, br you bring up a lot of really good points. Um, I, I, I could talk for hours about some of these things. So, so, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just in, in terms of, you know, like like hating your job. I've never. I, I have to say, I've never been in a scenario where I've hated my job as an SEO. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. just the opposite. When I found SEO, when I found 
I, I would call it finding SEO. When I found SEO as a professional, meaning I'm working for someone else doing SEO, I'm not just doing yeah. my own websites. I would find myself on Saturday night laying in bed and thinking, oh, I can't wait to go to work on a Monday because I just had this mm. cool idea or I just read something really neat. And I always surrounded myself with people who were like that um, pretty yeah. early on. Yeah. I would start again. I, I had a lot. I did a lot of hiring. Now I saw exactly what you're referring to. I think in SEO in general, there is a lot of turnover. There's a lot of hopping, and mm-hmm. it's interesting that you say that you're saying that so many people were unhappy with their jobs. I always kind of equate as a hire, as a, as a as a manager, as mm-hmm. a as a as a hiring manager. I always kind of assume when I see someone hopping around a lot that maybe they don't know what they maybe they don't know as much as they think they know, uh, or maybe they know they don't know that much and they're they're kind of you know getting out of dodge before things go bad so to speak. But it's it's yeah. interesting you should say folks are are getting themselves in positions that they don't like. Um, I mean, hey, look, yeah. any, every yeah. job is just that it's a job. There are good yeah. things, there are bad things. I yeah. haven't found big struggles working in house. I yeah. think for two no- major reasons. Number one, I am super because. I burned myself early on in my career going in the exact wrong direction and not lasting long in, the, in that whole career and much less that job. Um, I've been very careful where I go. I always, um, I always worry about fit before anything else. Will I fit yeah. in this organization? I've had offers from some very large name organizations. I could name them. I won't, but yeah. everyone yeah. would know the names. And I yeah. can't tell you yeah. how many times I've, I've had very nice conversations with them, but at the end, I said to myself, I wouldn't want to work there. And it's not even about the people. Sometimes the people are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's almost pained me not to work in some jobs sometimes. And, but I just knew it sure. wouldn't be a fit for my family or for my, or for my career in general. So I'm, I, I would caution everybody out there, whether you're SEO or not, go for fit over money over wow. over, over job hopping making sure you're finding the right folks mm-hmm. um i'll be brutally honest being here at, at the at verizon this is a very large company um mm-hmm. and i was very i actually i have to give credit to my wife i was not even going to interview and i've, I've told my boss and my vp this since then so they're <laughs> they're aware of this story but i was not originally even going to interview here I, it was a large company i have no interest in working for large companies i've always liked working with small companies because i like making that difference um which is why I like SEO. Um, but as soon as I met my manager, the VP above him, one of the other managers said, no, this is the place for me. These are my people. Uh, they will understand me and I understand them. Um, so I think that's wow. a big, big part of it. It's finding the right fit. Um, and yeah, what, what might fit for me may not fit for someone else. Like what fits for you may yeah, not fit absolutely. for me and vice versa. But knowing that, vetting that and being true to yourself in that, you know, not chasing the money, not chasing exactly. the prestige. That's that's huge and, and, and is a huge contributor to, to overall, you know, happiness in, in, in your job success, right? You're not happy doing what you're doing. You're going to produce poor results. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I took a, yeah. I took a lesson as well. And this, I learned this from my training days and, and I learned this early on working with, uh, working with the, uh, lawyers, uh, through, um, uh, through my, my first professional foray into SEO was that folks, you know, they, they look at SEO and they see it as kind of just like, you know, witchcraft, voodoo. And I really want to demystify that. I always worked very hard to demystify that. And I, I one of the things I try to do just in life in general, but definitely as an SEO, is I put myself in the other person's position. You know, here's a business owner or, or, a, or a director of marketing. They're putting the website into the hands of somebody and they don't know what that person does. It's like taking your car to yeah. a mechanic and it says, oh yeah, you know, you got to, 
got a Johnson rod you have to replace and you don't know what that is. And you're just kind of a, right. you're hoping that they're being honest with you, but you don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So building that rapport is so vital, uh, making sure that you explain, but in, in, in explain in terms that they understand. I don't talk about rankings mm-hmm. because it's the wrong conversation wow. to have. I talk about really okay. traffic lead this, sales. That's this, all anyone cares about. Wow. So when you're, you're in a, in a meeting, when you have executives and leadership that that's above you, you, you don't talk about, we made these ranking improvements. You say we've gained this much traffic. Exactly. And, and I, I'll start off with, we've gained this much traffic, but it's really all about getting to the punchline, so to speak of, and here's the mm. sales. Here are the leads and the sales that this traffic has generated because that's ultimately all wow. they care about. Um, Right. So a lot of right. folks, they're there to grow business. Exactly. Yep. A lot of folks, I mean, it, they will, it is very natural for folks to say, well, how am I ranking for this? Or how am I ranking for that? Because it's something they can understand. They can wrap their head around. And I always say, mm-hmm. look, I said, you, our rankings will definitely improve. And, and I don't say I never talk about rankings. I, I'll give people some wins. Mm-hmm. I say, Hey, here's a win. And I just give a quick screenshot or something, but I always follow sure. it up with, but here's the traffic, here are the leads and here are the sales. Um, okay. So we're, we're going to die. Well, I want to stick here for a second. Okay. We're, so we're going to, we're going to hover here for a minute because, uh, this, this topic I think is so, uh, important, at least in, in, in where we're at in the space of SEO, because, um, the ROI there, the, the, you talk to, this is how much we're gaining in sales. Um, so how do you, how do you begin to compartmentalize that knowing that there's so many things that go into a sell? So, you know, someone who decides to make a purchase probably didn't make a purchase the very first time they were on the site looking at that product for the very first time, right? They went there, they left there, they came back, they asked a friend somewhere down the street. They said, yeah, it's good. Then they came back to the website. Then they put it in their car. Then they looked at their budget. Then they waited another month. Then they came back and made a purchase. And so when you're trying to correlate sales and revenue, how does that play a part? And when we know there's such a a diverse way that that people make purchasing decisions online. Mm -hmm. So most analytics packages are set up and and, and most tracking for sales is set up on the last click attribution. Whoever touched, whoever Mm -hmm. touched it last is, is the, is the winner. And that's why you'll find that, you know, some, a lot of companies love affiliate programs because they're like, hey, wow, they convert so well. And, and I always explain, I'm like, you're right, they do convert well because right before the person makes a purchase, they remember, oh, let me look for a coupon code. And they go out to Google, type in, you know, XYZ coupon code, and then they go back and then they follow that and make the purchase. That's why the, the conversion rates are so high. And, and so, so what I always try to, again, I, I, I could talk about paths, about you know consumer journeys and paths, and some folks will want to talk about okay. that. Uh, but once you get beyond the director level, they, it's just they're so busy. They're doing meetings all day long. They've got, and especially with the small business, they're juggling a million different things. They don't want to talk about that stuff. They just want to know: Are you wow. making me money? I try to drill it down. Mm-hmm. Again, I'd say traffic, lead, sales, and then I always bring it down to: Here's our cost per acquisition, because that's a number that everyone can understand. And if it's wow. a small business, okay. I would say, do you know, and you got to be a little careful because often they don't know it. And then they feel a little self-conscious mm-hmm. that you ask them a question mm-hmm. that they should be able to answer, but they can't answer. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, do you know your, you know, do you have an average cost of acquisition? Um, let's look at what the SEO cost of acquisition is. And then I'll go right into the numbers and they're always, you know, ridiculously low. And, and I always explained initially as well, because sometimes 
I've typically found when people start seeing how low the, the cost of acquisition is for SEO, they immediately want to start throwing money at SEO. And, and then a, that's a reverse scenario. Wow. When you show them how efficient and how cheap SEO is, they actually want to start throwing more money at them. And you have to explain that there are, um, there's, you know, it, it's a fixed cost. You can't, it's, it's not, it's because it's a fixed cost channel. It's not like pay-per-click yeah. where it's a variable cost. It's a fixed cost. I yeah. do the work yeah. once. And if I do it well, we will generate traffic leads and sales and we'll generate that more and more over time. And we will eventually, eventually cap out or plateau because we've just maxed out demand. And that's what it's really mm. all about. It's about maxing out as much search engine demand as you can. Um, and wow. that helps to, uh, it, it really helps a business grow because again, it's so, it's such an efficient channel for, for companies. Uh, and so those are the conversations yes. I have and those, that's what the business owner really needs to know. Now, often, I've had plenty of business owners um, where they, they still want to know about certain keywords. And I'll tell them, I say, look, I'll yeah. happily track keywords and give you a keyword report. I'll do that for you. And, and I always say, look, I, while yeah. I don't talk about keywords, I've told, I had this conversation with my director just a day or two ago. I said, I'm not going to show you keyword reports because it's not going to mean anything. <laughs> it's not going to mean anything to you. That you don't, and I said, do you care how we rank or do you, do you care about our qualified demand? And he's like, I want our qualified demand. I was like, there you go. So why, why are we talking about something you don't care about that, that your boss doesn't care about? Why are you asking me about keywords? Yeah. 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 He can't go to the VP oh, and say, oh, oh this is what we're ranking for this. And that's, it's, I always say, look, keywords yeah. are wonderful. I talk about my team and I, we're always talking about keywords. We track yeah. thousands of keywords. We have crazy keyword yeah. reports we run. I see it as a, it's a barometer. At best, it's a barometer. Mm -hmm. At worst, it turns it sometimes turns into an ego metric, and that's why I always explain it. It's a great barometer, and it's great for me at the tactical level, but it's not. It doesn't yeah. inform the business very well. Um, what, what you're talking about is that that conversation. There's there's two sides to this conversation that most people don't realize. Most people live in the SEO conversation and want to have the SEO conversation mm -hmm. with everyone around and they don't recognize the room that they're in. And so there's a disconnect as they're talking SEO to a group of people that could care less about SEO. And I think what you're talking about is that skill set to say, I know who's in the room and I know how to talk to that person that's in the room. So that they'll receive the information that's most useful and helpful to them. And it doesn't, you know, it, communication isn't about saying words. It's about getting your, you know, your message out in a way that someone can receive it. Right? Exactly. That's communication. Exactly. So everybody exactly who's an, everyone about. who's an in-house or an agency out there, you have to realize that your business isn't SEO. Your business is traffic generation or lead generation or sales generation, basically building wealth for somebody else for building wealth, generating wealth for this website. That's really what your business is, but you use SEO to do it. You, you tell me what your goals are. What are you trying to do? What are you trying? Are there products or services we're trying to push? Are there, are there, you know, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you want people to see on Google? How would you want, how would you want the, the search space to look for you? And, and then once I understand that, then I can take their goal and apply my SEO solution to it. Man, what a great, great uh, conversation there. Uh, uh, just so many takeaways. It's it's something that we got to listen to over and over again. Uh, the way that we communicate with those above us uh, in, in the work that we do, uh, it's so important when we're talking about last click attribution and we're talking about cost per acquisition and 
I find it fascinating that even in Verizon, you know, Charles doesn't talk about rankings. He doesn't go to his C-level suite and say, we're ranking for this and we're ranking for that. They don't care about that. They care about the business that we're winning and the leads that we're generating. And we as SEOs need to do a better job of communicating those points to the people above us if we ever want to grow what we do internally or, or get the value out of what we do to the C-level suites. And so uh, some amazing takeaways uh, for you in your business and what you're you're doing. I hope that helped a lot. Uh, next, uh, we're going to have up a part two here in two weeks where we talk about testing SEO. We're going to talk about uh, the ways that we can prove our value in the work that we do. Uh, so please uh, check us out again uh, in two weeks. We're going to have the next uh, uh, interview, part of this interview with Charles Taylor. Again, thank you for joining us. Um, you can find us again at uh, pagesseomagazine.com. Please subscribe to this podcast, download the podcast, rate, review it, let us know how we're doing. Uh, and uh, we just really appreciate you joining us on this first ever podcast uh, from Pages. Thanks for joining us. Have a great, great day.